Hello there, everyone. My name is Aaron Burr. Welcome to the We All Can Change podcast. Here I help others heal the earth to live a more fulfilled and healthier life. I like to keep things pretty lighthearted, so that's why I do all this in a non-extreme and not-too-serious way. Seriously. Hey there, everyone. Before I start this episode, I wanted to talk to you about the opportunity you have to support my work as well as my upcoming world travels. I'll be spending a couple months in a new country and doing that for the foreseeable future. So if you get value from my work, you can support me on Patreon. This will help me out tremendously with the amount of time I dedicate to this podcast every single week. If you can't support me that way, consider sharing my work, leaving me a review, or subscribing. The link to my Patreon is patreon.com slash weallcanchange. I appreciate any support, any amount of money that you can give to fund this podcast. Thank you so much, y'all, and back to the podcast episode. All right, y'all, welcome to episode 27. I'm talking about composting. Ooh, God. This is exciting stuff. Rotten, rotten food and trash and, man, this is just glamorous. I got a buzz cut on my head a couple days ago. Jesus feels fucking great. Oh, I haven't had my hair this short in, I don't know, since I was like seven, seven years old. And I also hadn't had my hair that long, like ever. Pretty much ever in my life. So polar opposites there. Like the last six months, more than six months, I was just like growing out the top of my head and shaving the sides. <laughs> uh, one, because I thought it would look cool. And two, because I didn't know how to cut hair with scissors. Uh, I only <laughs> I only know how to cut my hair with clippers. And so I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to grow it out. Act like it's because I want to but mostly because I don't know how to cut my hair with scissors. (laughs) So I eventually caved and shaved it all off because I'm in Florida now and I'm heading to Columbia soon. Both places are fairly warm. Columbia is actually going to be a little bit cooler as far as the areas I'm in. So, God, this feels great. I posted a picture on my Instagram if you're on the Instagrams and you want to see my hairless head. (laughs) Anyways, composting. We throw away 1.3 billion tons of food globally every year. If you listen to my episode on food waste, episode 24, you probably already heard all about that stuff. So a lot of that comes from our household waste. You know, most of it is commercially based restaurants and then also grocery stores throwing out shit tons of food. But a good chunk of it is from us as individuals. So we can probably do something about it, right? Obviously, the first thing we should do is reduce that waste of ours. And I talk a lot about that in episode 24. So that's that's priority number one, of course. You know me, I'm all about reducing, kind of always saying, fuck recycling if you're not going to be reducing your waste first. Um, So composting is kind of like the recycling. We should focus on reducing everything first, reduce, 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 
and the little bit of waste that we have left that we just can't really go without, the waste we can't go without, is that the, is that the way right to say it? I don't really know. We should compost it, right? We shouldn't just be throwing it away, and I'll get into that soon. Um, food is responsible for 22% of our waste, according to the EPA. So this means more land is required to be turned into landfills and more inefficient three miles to the gallon dump trucks driving around picking up 22% more waste, right? Than they have to be. So the issue, the issue that we're facing with landfills and why it's so bad compared to composting that's way better is because landfills prevent organic materials, paper, wood, food, all these organics to break down properly. Mm, that doesn't sound too good. <laughs> that's because it isn't. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, organic material... It's meant to go back to the earth, right? When it dies, much like our bodies, we're meant to be returned back to this to the earth, to the soil. The carbon cycle, the circle of life, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's meant to be returned to the soil so that it can then uh, fuel the future life forms on this earth. Yeah. That's not happening with landfills. Landfills are deprived of oxygen because they're packed so tightly with all this trash. And because of that lack of oxygen, that food, paper, organic material, lawn clippings, leaves, wood, it isn't breaking down. Or it isn't breaking down quick enough some of it's not breaking down at all and it's just gonna sit there forever unless it burns or something so that's 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 the difference between aerobic and anaerobic breakdowns aerobic as you could have guessed is with oxygen anaerobic is without oxygen it's it's kind of like our bodies when we're exercising if we're doing like a slow stable exercise and we can really breathe and keep up with the energy we're using you know we're not going to feel that burn right we're not going to feel that lack of oxygen taking place when we're exercising when we're doing a sprint and we're just sprinting our asses off at some point it's going to catch up and we're not going to have enough oxygen to supply to those muscles and we're going to feel that lactic acid as a byproduct of that anaerobic activity right so if that didn't make any sense and didn't really help the explanation out at all i'm so sorry but it should help at all it should help a little bit it helped me a little bit to understand this yeah so so a compost pile is this smaller scale pile of organic materials that allows microbes to naturally break down those materials 
aerobically because there's oxygen in there. It's not so densely packed and tight that there's no oxygen. There's oxygen, so it's breaking down. Um, the compost pile could take somewhere around six weeks to fully break down and be used for soil, where that same six weeks would have would take like six months in a landfill, if not just eternity, because it's just like packed in there. But but it probably would break down just really really fucking long, um, <laughs> and and then. I mean, even if it does break down, these landfills are just lined with clay or some, you know, some sort of um, lining that prevents the toxic stuff to reach our soil, right? So that also prevents the natural nutrients and and everything from these broken down uh, materials to reach the soil as well. So it's just sitting there really doing nothing. 22% of that space in the landfill is wasted, right? Because we could be using that for soil at least. Things are still being wasted, right? It's much like recycling where those materials, those resources used for that food is being wasted, right? We're not eating it. It's not serving its intended purpose. It's It's instead being wasted into soil. So composting, recycling, still wasteful. But after we focus on reduction and yeah, reducing our waste, that little bit that we have left, yeah, obviously it should be recycled. Obviously it should be composted. But it shouldn't be the number one first thing we go to, right? So you kind of get the, the difference between landfill versus compost the other, the other issue, other than just waste, um, with with anaerobic breaking down in a landfill, is methane as a byproduct. Just like our bodies with lactic acid as a byproduct, methane is a byproduct. Methane is this gas that is a greenhouse gas, and much much as you know, greenhouse gases cause climate change. Hmm, interesting. Wow. Golly gee. The issue with methane is that it's 23 times more potent than CO2. So while we may not be as emitting as much methane as CO2, we certainly um, have an issue here when it comes to the potency. So 23 times more potent. And it's also much, much shorter of a lifespan than CO2. CO2 is like, I don't know, they said like definitely over 100 years old as far as like a lifespan goes, where methane is closer to like 13 years or something like that. Something like that. I'm probably getting it wrong. But but uh, <laughs> um, you get the point. The point is it's way shorter lifespan. So what does that mean? That means that if we were to make immediate changes with our methane emissions, it would have a way more immediate effect, right? Those effects would take place pretty quickly compared to something that takes, you know, a hundred years for it to dissolve away from the atmosphere or what have you. So there's really, there's really no methane with compost. 
It's not like, well, if we all compost, it's going to be the same methane production. No, pretty much no emissions as far as compost goes because there's aerobic activity going on. As far as how much methane we're producing from landfills, it's about 14% in the U.S., and 11% globally. So 11% of methane emissions are from landfills alone. Now, I mean, it's in relation to 100%, 11% kind of sounds small. But, I mean, all these these things that I talk about, they're they're a piece to the big puzzle, right? It's not like we're going to do one thing and the whole problem is going to be solved, right? We're going to do 11%, 20%, 30% at a time. These things, they affect 11% of emissions, 10% of emissions, even 2% of emissions, right? So in this case, 11% of global emissions, as far as methane goes, are from the landfills. So this is a a big chunk, right? This is is a... And it's fairly easy chunk to... To reconcile with. I don't know what I just said. To reconcile with. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Sorry about the, yeah, that was a stretch. (laughs) My back's a little tight this morning. Didn't do my morning yoga. So, geez, I'm really dropping the ball here. But I did shave my head. So that's, I mean, that's a balance in itself, right? You know, didn't do yoga, but I did cut my hair. Hmm, does that make sense at all? No? Okay. Well, I digress. So composting is good. Shouldn't be the first thing we do, but it is a good thing. We should be doing it, right? At the very least, all this food that grocery stores are throwing away should be at least composted so that they can be turned into something, right? Some sort of nutrition for plants or for farming or whatever, instead of being thrown into a landfill where they just sit for eternity, right? Or less than eternity, Yeah, at the very least, we should compost. So how do we, as individuals, compost? Well, if we don't live in Seattle or San Francisco or, I don't know, maybe New York City's composting now, if we don't live in those three places in the world that have industrial composting, we're kind of shit out of luck. (laughs) I'm just kidding. We can, I mean, you you can find a local composting pile pretty easily like like local co-ops uh grocery like local co-op grocery stores uh, they'll probably be composting their food typically there's local food gardens or just gardens in general that that would love your food scraps because they have their own compost pile um farmers markets will typically accept compost uh if you if you talk with them or if they you know a lot of farmers would love some compost for sure so all these things you can bring your compost to. Um, or you can start your own compost pile out back if you have your own land. Um, it's pretty easy. You can, you can basically just make it as easy or as complicated as you, as you want it to be. So, so you, can, you can create this nice fancy door hinge compost bin or you can just like throw the compost in a pile and I don't know throw some logs on the side of it to make it so it doesn't blow away whatever you want there I'll send some, I'll show some links in the below 
about some just some ideas as far as compost bins out back. If you don't have land out back, maybe you can find someone in your neighborhood or your community that that would love to use their land to start a community compost bin. Or someone already has a compost bin that they're that they're using for their garden or or what have you. They'd probably love to have your food scraps. <laughs> I know it sounds weird. I would lo- I would absolutely Aaron, I would absolutely love to have your food trash in my backyard. Gosh, that would just be such a great gift that you could give me. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you can do that. You can build your own. You can drive it to local place somewhere. As far as how to compost those things, if you're, if you're worried about your backyard smelling or your neighbor's yard smelling, if you're doing it right, it shouldn't really smell too much if you have the right ratios, and we'll get into that in a second. As far as, I mean, I mean, really, you know, you can get into these complicated ratios and everything about composting, but really, it's it's like take your food scraps and throw it into the fucking pile. <laughs> you throw it into that pile instead of your garbage pile. All right, all right. You getting overwhelmed? If you're getting overwhelmed about compost, just do that. End this episode. Just throw your shit into a pile. Stop throwing it into a landfill. That's it. That's it. Don't get all don't get all flustered about Aaron's ratios or anything. Ratios. What am I talking about? Um Yeah, I mean you can an, e- an easy way, first of all, before the ratio part, is you literally just literally just throw your scraps your food scraps into a bin in your kitchen or into a bowl that you can freeze. There's a there's a good video that Lauren Singer put out about her basic way of composting. It's just this big bowl and she puts it in a freezer and that's it. I mean, it's, it keeps it from stinking. You know, it keeps it a little bit more manageable and a little bit more pretty. There's not this bin on your kitchen, I don't know, that you that you have to explain is just like rotting food inside, um, and every time you open it to put more food in, it just stinks. So yeah, the freezer idea is really easy if you have room in your freezer, um, or if you have a backyard pile. I mean, maybe you just walk out back every time you throw some food away, which shouldn't be crazy often, right? Anyways, um, so kitchen container, freezer, backyard pile—these are all options. As far as the ratios go, I mean, you can you can either just throw your shit into a pile and just let it sit there and it probably won't break down nearly as quickly if you took your ratios seriously, but hey, who cares? I mean, it's really just about reducing waste to the landfills and methane and stuff, right? So, so there's this whole thing called green or brown food waste or stuff or green or green or brown organics green or brown compost (laughs) so the brown stuff is going to be heavy carbon low nitrogen things like leaves paper wood this dry stuff oftentimes brown stuff heavy carbon not always brown, 
there's this green stuff that's not always green either. So heavy nitrogen is what the green stuff is. Veggies, lawn clippings, live green leaves maybe. Coffee is a brown one. Coffee grounds are brown, but they're heavy in nitrogen. So you kind of have to just like look it up real quick. See so like, hey, I mean, is this like if it's paper, if it's wood, if it's if it's leaves, those things are probably obviously like brown. They're going to be heavy carbon, low nitrogen. If it's green, obviously it's going to be heavy nitrogen. And if you're not sure, that's what Google machines are for. I think. I think. I think Google is this thing where you can just type in a question, and it'll probably give you the correct answer. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. What a time to be alive. As far as the ratio goes of brown to green, this ratio thing I'm talking about, technically, you want 30 to 1 carbon to nitrogen. So that doesn't mean every scoop of nitrogen you have, you have 30 scoops of carbon. It's really just like the carbon content, nitrogen content, which is kind of complex and really fucking, I don't really understand it. So, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, you can go the throw your shit into a pile, like make sure there's some leaves in there, make sure there's some wood, make sure there's some live like veggies or green stuff, like keep that in mind and just sort of just start throwing it in. I'm like doing something with my hands where I'm just like like throwing things on each side of the microphone right now. <laughs> I mean, just kind of keep it in mind. Just like keep throwing equal things in. Yeah, you can do like a one-to-one, half-and-half ratio, honestly. Um, so as, as, as you're throwing like your, lawn, your fresh grass clippings, maybe throw some dead leaves in. Or if you're throwing a bunch of food waste, veggies stuff, maybe throw some wood or, or sticks or what have you in there can also do a two to one um, green to brown, which which is which is better than one to one. Um, the thirty to one thing is the best. I mean, those those things are really for if people are on a schedule for gardening or or they need this nice compost fertilizer right you know at this point, they're gonna worry about the ratios. If you're just worried about reducing your food waste to landfills. Um, I, I wouldn't stress about it too much. Nature's gonna do its run its course. The micro, the microbes really like those ratios, and so they're gonna thrive in those environments more, which means they're going to be breaking down that food easily and easier. But they're still gonna break it down even without those ratios. It's just gonna take a longer time. It's really it's really cool. The the ratios really create this like hot compost pile that's it's like because like that's that's the energy that they expel as heat so when they're you know when they're eating they expel heat and so these compost piles heat up to like like 200 degrees on the inside it's insane so like in the winter or, or whatnot you'll see like snow melting off of it or or uh steam coming out sometimes if it's enclosed and i've even seen like big not in person but i've seen like Store, heard the stories and seen videos of compost piles just like igniting <laughs> under the, like the hot sun and then internally they're like you know super freaking warm um, from all that energy from the microbes and then it just combusts <laughs> which is insane your compost pile is not going to combust don't worry um, I mean though that's like if, if things are like perfect 
and you know it's hot and like shit is real and damn it's gonna combust maybe um but it's it's probably not likely don't worry about your compost pile blowing up so yeah to recap i mean you just you just throw your shit together maybe in a freezer maybe in a bowl in the freezer or just out back or just in a little bin in your kitchen you can create your own backyard pile you can distribute it elsewhere and uh, yeah, just watch those ratios a little bit. Keep in mind the half and half thing maybe, or don't. I don't know. If you're just too stressed about it, just throw your throw your shit into a pile and and hey, enjoy that compost. Let me know, let me know how it tastes. Oh, I mean, uh, let me know how it helps your plants because I guess we don't eat it. I had someone have to tell me that we don't eat compost. Yeah, I thought it tasted pretty fine. Anyways. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and if you did, I would appreciate it if you shared it around. Maybe give me a follow on the on the social medias, or subscribe on wherever you listen to podcasts. Yeah, leave me a comment or a review. God, I really appreciate it. Yeah, send it to your friends or family that you think would be interested, or that you think would get value from this stuff. I appreciate the support. Really, thanks a lot. And if you want to support me further, you can do so on Patreon. You can do the price of a tea, like $2 for every month. Yeah, so you can buy me a tea every month and you get things in return, like really a little bit more personable connection towards me. And once I reach 50 patrons on Patreon, uh, I'll start a exclusive podcast episode that gives that really gets more into depth on things and for those that want a little bit more um, you can pay for a little bit more and you'd also be supporting me to run this podcast because this takes you know this takes a decent amount of my time like at least 20 30 hours a week for sure um, and so that that would be helping me out a ton it would also be helping out my travels and allowing me to give you a global perspective on the environment. So yeah, you can do that on patreon.com slash we all can change. Thank you so much for your support again. I appreciate it. If you want to stay updated on what's new, you can do so by entering your email at the top of any page. Just weallcanchange.com, enter your email, and you'll get a weekly email, almost a daily. That would be fucking ridiculous. Weekly email on what's new. It's like a like a Sunday Eco church, eco, no, not eco church. That's my other joke. It's like eco church or it's like a Sunday paper. I'll be sending you things like what podcast came out, what blog post, what's new with We All Can Change, what's new with Aaron Burr, did I shave my head this week? What happened? What happened with me? <laughs> yeah, so you can do that. It's pretty, pretty exciting stuff. And hey, I'll, uh, I'll talk to you next week, y'all. Take care.